Hello and greetings everyone. This is Elder Marion Shepherd coming to you with another episode of Shepherd's Talk. Hoping that you are having a great day, have been having a great week, and I hope that everything is fine with you and your families and your friends. Again, we are in the Christmas holiday season, and uh, it's going to, of course, is going to be very different this year due to the uh, coronavirus. Uh, I see that they have, the FDA has approved the uh, vaccine, uh, and it's starting to be shipped out, so we're going to see how it's going to do it, if it's going to change anything, and how it's going to affect people, and we're hoping they work, and we're hoping that uh, we can get rid of this thing and try to get back to life as normal, whatever normal's going to be. Uh, Again, uh, we want you to uh, support us by uh, purchasing one of our books, uh, My Thoughts and Dreams, on Amazon.com uh, and BarnesandNoble.com. I believe Amazon only have the uh, e-books uh, available. They don't have more paperbacks, but Barnes and Nobles do have paperbacks. And again, this is a poetry book that I had, took me 10 years to finally complete it. Uh, again, because of being a single parent, three teenagers, and then getting remarried and working and trying to provide for my family, working construction, working long hours. So, of course, it, you know, didn't really have time to focus on writing and had writer's block for a long time because again life can get stressful sometimes and you just don't have time to sit and think you know I don't like to just put anything out there uh, my poems have to mean something they gotta have meaning they gotta make sense and if they don't make sense they're not, then it's not worth for me to put it out there so I do take my time and write and rewrite and sometimes I write it on a piece of paper to kind of give it a rough draft and then when I go to type it up uh, I will read over it and I will see words that I missed or words that I need to change to make it make sense you know it's got to make sense uh, when you're writing and I was, I was always told you know when you're putting something out you want to put your best work out because this is what's speaking saying who you are. This is your work. This is your name. You know, they call it a brand now. This is your brand. So you got to put out a great product for people to enjoy it. And I've gotten some good feedback on it, on my poems. And, uh, and I remember actually four of my poems, it was a startup magazine. Oh, I want to say back in 2009, young lady was starting a magazine. And uh, she actually published four of my poems, in a, in a, and I got great reviews from uh, the people who read the poems. And so I'm, it's, I think it's pretty good work, you know, but then that's me because I wrote them. <laughs> so I think they're pretty good. And they're realistic poems. They're about, you know, me, my family, my friends, my kind of through my life. Uh, Things that have happened, some topics that have come up uh, throughout my lifetime that I wanted to uh, express. And even, you know, back in the 80s, you know, when everybody wanted to be a rapper, I wanted to be a rapper too. So my rapper name was Sweet Man Ship, and I remembered some of the lyrics. So I actually wrote them and put them in the book of my first and only rap song that I was writing. And, uh, I just felt I needed to bring it, you know, God gave it to me and I wanted to give it life. I didn't want it to just be stuck in my head, so they're in my book. And then there's some poems about my, my children, my mother who's passed away, uh, my first love, her name is Deborah. Um, you know, to this day, we're still in each other's lives, again, right now through social media, but we're still in each other's lives. And... Uh, she actually had her birthday on November 13th, 
And then my birthday is was November 26th. So our birthdays are 13 days apart. <laughs> so, <clears throat> well, we're a year we're a year and 13 days apart. Uh, she turned 55 on the 13th, and I turned 56 on the 26th. And uh, but it's a great read. I mean, I put my heart into these poems, and I expressed my heart to especially to the poems for her, and of course. Another lady that I was in love with who unfortunately passed away of breast cancer. And um, so, again, it's a good read. It's a good read. Some realistic poetry. It's not, you know, Fantasy Island cat poetry. It's realistic poetry. And I hope you enjoy it. Also, again, we have our organo business. And again, with the holiday season coming up, we could really use your help. Uh, Marion Shepherd, M A R I O N S H E P H E R D dot myorganogold.com. Uh, again, all small case letters, no capitals. And if you click that in, and of course you're in the United States, it'll pull the countries up that we're in. I think we're in like 35 countries right now. And uh, what language you speak, and click it, and it'll bring you to my website and again we have some great coffees and teas, hot chocolate uh, detox drinks energy drinks, we have uh, uh, weight loss shakes, chocolate and vanilla uh, and I love them both we have a skincare line, blue skincare line and it's really good for both men and women Make a great Christmas gift. We have uh, soap with organoderma in it. Good for your skin. So we have vitamins as well. And we're working on some other stuff. So again, please come and browse around our website. And um, please uh, help us out. Place the order. Uh, again, I just like everybody else, it's been a tough year. And again... You know, my business is is online. Uh, it's not My products are not sold in stores. It is online. But again, we have some great products. They, we've been, go this company's been going since 2008. And it's, it's continuing to go and grow. And uh, we hope that you would support us. So today we're going to kind of continue a little bit from last week. Um, we were talking about finance finances and what people need to do to take care of their finances and I think I'm going to uh, topic this one <clears throat> uh, success is not an accident it's not an accident anybody anybody that's ever planning on being going to plan on being successful you won't get there accidentally you won't just fall asleep one day and you're going to wake up successful. Now, you may win the lottery. And you may wake up a multimillionaire. But success is a mind thing as well. Because if you've uh, seen on TV or on YouTube, they were talking about the curse of the lottery. And the problem is you have people with, say... Hundreds, hundreds or thousands of dollars mindset mindset all of a sudden have millions of dollars and one thing people want to do when they have a lot of money is spend it why some people I mean look at what people do with the money that they have now. Look at what they do with the money they earn. They spend it. People don't save. People don't try to invest. People don't try to invest in themselves and uh, taking up business classes or taking up even a financial course to underst understand money. People just believe that money's here and they just need to spend it. You know, enjoy it while I'm here. You can't take it with you. You ever heard that? You can't take it with you. But, <clears throat> and a lot of people about the flash. 
the the material things, the bling bling. Uh, you know, Dave Ramsey has a thing that he says. He goes live like. Let me make sure. I can. What I live like nobody else, so you can live and give like nobody else. In other words, sometimes you have to deny yourself. You have to grow yourself. You have to grow your mindset. Again, uh, Holton Bugs, who was a CVO in our company, Organo, at one time, he's a CEO of iBoomerang right now. He said something about practice makes perfect. Um, he was a... Uh, think that we were going to the Mandolin Bay in Las Vegas for our convention and I think the rooms were a little over $300 a night and one of the, one of the ladies called him and said um, you know we're dealing with this and this and that and the other um, why would you book me into a hotel that's three hundred over $300 a night it was just going to be for the weekend for a lot of for a lot of people it was coming on Friday night, Saturday, Sunday after the convention, everybody was headed back home. <clears throat> so why would you book us into a hotel that's over three hundred dollars a night? And he says everything takes practice. Learning to walk when you're a baby takes practice. Learning to drive a car takes practice. Learning to ride a bike takes practice. He says learning to be rich takes practice a lot of times people I don't say they have goals they have wants they want to be rich they want to be financially free they want to be successful but they don't have the goal because you got to have a desire for these things you got to have a burning desire it's like and I'll, I'll go ahead with a man is in love with a woman. If he wants to court this woman, if he, yes, he sees this woman and he maybe he he's around her and he sees her character and see how she carries herself and uh, he see he hears her tone and you know she matches what he's looking for in somebody. You know maybe he was. Or when you was young, you was in a classroom and you saw this girl that you liked and you wanted to make her yours. You didn't just sit back and say, eh. You did what you had to do to try to get her. Did it always work? No. Sometimes she just like played along with you and everything. And, you know, and maybe eventually you actually won her heart. But when she, when you first approached her and first was you know she might she wasn't sure that you was a good fit for her but it took time but you were persistent you were persistent in trying to win her heart you were persistent in showing her that you could be the man that she she could she for her you were persistent and Sometimes people get that goal, and sometimes people get that goal, and they see they see marriage, and they get that goal, and they reach the marriage. But then, okay, they get to the wedding, and they plan these elaborate weddings. They spend all this money. They plan these weddings. They have these big, beautiful ceremonies, and there's pictures everywhere, and the congratulations, and you got a pile of gifts, and. Everybody's so happy for you, and you go through this honeymoon, and it's, and you just have such a great time. But now the marriage—you got—you're in the marriage now. Now the work begins. Now the work begins because you you got to the marriage, but now is it going to be a successful or failed marriage? And Sometimes they're successful. Then they weren't easy. You we went through a lot of trial and error, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of ins and outs. You was, you know, now you really got to get to know one another. You really got to 
spend time with one another and learn one another's ins and outs and, you know, what made her tick or what made him tick or, you know, things that she didn't like or things that you, and then you, and, and you grew together you with trial and error. And that's what you have to do to be financially successful. You got to go through the trial and error, but you got to do the work. You have to learn from what does not work. See, what works for somebody might not always work for you. What works for one person, and not saying that, you know, the strategy or the formula, because there's, you know, it's like a formula for everything. But, again, what works in one person's household may not work in yours. But one thing you have to do is have a foundation. You have to have, even in your finances, you have to have a foundation. Somebody has to teach you more than enjoy life now because you can't take it with you. Somebody ought to told you that money should be saved. Money should be invested. Money should be, yes, used to enjoy life. Money should, money should be a tool for your life and money should be a seed as well so you should be able to plant a seed and I know yeah I know preacher how you hallelujah here we go talking about money no I'm not even talking about it in the church this is a whole different from in church <clears throat> but you need to be able to plant a seed in a Roth IRA, a Roth 401k, uh, invest in some businesses. Look out and see what's what's trending. I mean, could and I think I've said this on different podcasts on my one of my business podcasts. When I was 12 years old, I remember hearing about this little startup company called Apple. And I remember I heard the word Apple and I saw that they were doing these computers and I was thinking my dad I said we should invest we should invest in that company and of course you know they like I said if you got a thousand dollars we can invest a thousand dollars into that company and my parents didn't believe in playing the stock market and investing and stuff like that I said no that's a rip off this thing might not even work and this and that I don't know what it was about Apple. I just kept, <clears throat> I just kept thinking about this company, Apple, and of course I was twelve years old. What did I know? Who wants to listen to a twelve-year-old kid? But could you? I mean, could you imagine if my parents would have invested a thousand dollars back way back when in the seventies in Apple? And kept it there when the stock. Could you imagine the, you know, before they passed, they could have passed away multi, multi millionaires. We have to educate ourselves when it comes to finances. Again, success doesn't just happen. Somebody worked for success. I mean, you can look at Apple and Google and Facebook and Amazon. These little companies, huge mega companies, started in somebody's basement, somebody's garage. Somebody came up with an idea. They didn't just get this successful by accident. They had a plan. They purposely did this. All these chain stores, these big stores came up about. Somebody had an idea. Somebody, I'm sure, thought it was crazy. But look at where they are now. <clears throat> you know, the woulda, shoulda, couldas. Oh, if I only woulda known. Only if, if I, sh I should have invested in it. Oh, if I could have seen it then. See, sometimes, again, you have to have knowledge. You have to be able, again, you have to have, one thing you have to have is drive. You know, in the book, Think and Grow Rich, you know, they call it a burning desire. That's the first thing you have to have is a desire. It doesn't matter if, if it's a business. 
if you want to be a singer or somewhere, you got to have a burning desire. Then you got to have a passion for it. A passion to be good at what you wanted to do. Again, when I was young, I wanted to be an electrician. And when I took the electric, electrical shop in our high school, in Freeport High School, you know, we went to various different shops throughout the year. And I took the electric shop. This is what I wanted to do. And I was determined to do it. And I worked hard. You know, this I was drawn to this. I was passionate about being an electrician. Then, of course, at the time, I was thinking more residential electrical work, you know, wiring houses and stuff. And then somebody said, well, what about commercial? What about industrial? And I'm like, what is that? And they said, that's working in buildings and uh, factories and plants. And my, my mind's first thought was, geez, I don't know about all that. That's hard. I, you know, that's that's a little bit more than what I really wanted to do. I just wanted to wire houses. And don't get me wrong, there's great money in it. But to be able to say, I'm going to step out of this, even though this is what I wanted when I started, but there's more to it than just wiring houses. So when I got into commercial work, my first job was working in a hospital. This is when I first learned that there was something called conduit. You know, we I'm used to just drilling holes through studs and pulling a wire through. Now, all of a sudden, there's this conduit, this EMT that I never even heard of. Uh, ENT or rigid. Now, I did hear about rigid in school. And what a bender was, never really used them because we, you know, it was high school. So, I think we used a threader one time where we had to hand crank a threader. So when I actually got into the field of electrical work and started learning, you know, it was fascinating. I wanted to learn, I was hungry. And I remember they didn't really want to teach me. They figured I was just a residential guy. They call it Romex, Romex jerker, Romex person because of, you know, my training was in residential. But then I showed them that I wanted to learn. I was hungry. I was determined. I was passionate. I wanted to know what they knew. But I had to, they wasn't going to volunteer it because they weren't used to, and please nobody get upset, but they weren't used to at the time young black men wanting to learn how to be an electrician. They figured we want to be carpenters or we want to be brick masons or working with cement. They didn't see us as electricians or wanting to be an electrician. So they really wasn't that interested in teaching me until I had to really show them I wanted this. I had a passion for it. I wanted it. I want to be successful in it. And I was successful. I could, you know, I became one of the best around, you know, for those time and nobody wanted to really work with me. I wasn't the fastest electrician on town, but I learned a way to, you know, because I believed in making sure things were right. I believe because I know it's going to be inspected, you know, every I's got to be dotted, every T's got to be crossed, you know, what I know. I learned what to, the inspector was going to be looking for. I learned so even when I would start to do it, when I started getting my own jobs, you know, I went to do it. I just went through it. And I remember one day we put like a 50, it was those what they call eight foot strip lights. You know, the guys came and we put them together. We had to put them, get them out the box, put them together. And then we had to put them up. And then we, so my boss came one day my boss came one afternoon and uh, get our, our material list and he said um, what do y'all need and I said well we need some more grid clips and he says um, I said we haven't used them all we're running low he goes look there's a hundred in each box and it takes two per light 
So you telling me y'all put up almost 100 lights? And I didn't really... Th- I didn't think about the number, but I said, look, <laughs> look what's up there. Here's what we have left. And he looked and he, and you know, we was just doing the work. We wasn't thinking about counting how many lights we put up. We was just putting the lights up. And he was surprised that we got so much done, especially with me, because, you know, I was considered the slow guy, you know, not slow mentally, but slow as a worker. I wasn't the fastest worker. You know, I wasn't, I was told I'm not grease lightning, but I work a steady pace. And that's what I did. But again, we got the store up. We got it done. They wanted to add some other stuff. We got that done. I mean, we made that store look a lot better than it was going to even with the add-ons and my boss was real happy because he made a good profit off of that with the extras and add-ons and changeovers and stuff that you know I was even pointing out that they said they didn't want then later on they was looking for so he made good money you know and um but I was successful and I went down the line and I had there was more. There's more I had to learn, and what I'm saying is, you got to be intentional if you're going to be successful. You can't accidentally just fall into it. If I didn't pressure pressure myself, nobody else had to pressure me. If I wasn't determined myself to learn this, to learn what I needed to do to be a good electrician, to learn what I need, because again, I had to earn their respect. I had to earn my helper's respect, you know, for them to work for me. I had to have knowledge. I had to know what I was talking about. And, you know, so, yeah, it, so it takes that determination. You have to be determined if you're going to be successful. You got to have a goal. A lot of people don't have goals. Again, they have wants. Because, see, if you have a goal, you can set that goal then you're going to work towards that goal. You're not going to let anything stop you. And don't get me wrong, there's a whole lot of bumpy roads on the way to success. There's some hills, there's some valleys. You're going to get some landslides. You're going to fall into some traps. There's all types of things that's going to try to hinder you from reaching your success. But you're going to reach it if you stay determined. If you reach your goal. If you work towards your goal. And even when you have a setback. See where you are. You know, again, when you go into a building and you're trying to get somewhere and you look at the, the building map and it says you are here, that's where you are. So you got to look at this is where I am. So now. For me to go over here, I got to go on this next level. So it's telling me for this is where I am, this is where I want to be. So I got to climb that level. How do you climb that level? You take that one step. What is it? You know, Dave Ramsey talks about his seven steps to financial freedom. His first baby step is to save $1,000. What emergency fund save a thousand dollars, and people say, "Well, that's not a big emergency fund, you know." But if it's a thousand dollars, if you have that saved an emergency fund, and believe me, I was trying to do it at one time. There was, and I again, there was just things that kept popping up, and there was uh, again being a single parent. And I'm not making excuses. I'm just telling you this is what it was. And the hours that I was losing, because I was losing 10 plus hours a week because uh, I had to take my grandson to and from school and pick him up and uh, doctor's appointments, you know, just every other week and a whole lot of running around to do. And I just didn't. And I was losing a lot of money. And so... It was hard, so the, the the I was working on my building, my emergency fund, and my you know expenses fund, 
And because things got tight, I had to end up using them. And uh, then my transmission started going out in my van. If I had that emergency fund built up to $1,000, I could have got another transmission and would not have lost my van. Or if I had to, when we got backed up with the rent, if I had my emergency fund, that would have been money for me to pay the rent and still have money for something else. Because my rent at the time was $750 a month. If I had a $1,000 emergency fund saved up and when things got tight, I would have had money for the rent. I never would have got backed up and further back and we never would have got evicted from our place. So, they was to say, you got to plan your work, but you also got to work your plan. And this is what I'm saying. If you have a want, that's all you're ever going to have. Because no matter what you want, you want to keep on wanting it if there's no action behind it. And again, if you... They had a meme on social media that says, uh, people's idea of success... And it showed this straight line going from one place to the next. Just as smooth and no bumps, no nothing. Just a smooth straight line. And then it says uh, the reality of success. And it showed this road, bumpy road. And it had rocks and it had this dip in it. And it had uh, bandits and people trying to rob you. know. So again, the road to success is a bumpy road. Is a hard road. And if you've heard me say it many a times. It takes years. It takes years to become an overnight success. Someone in the music business. It takes them. It took them years. To become an overnight success. Even though they've been singing all their lives. And traveling and doing stuff. But yet until they. They really, it took them years before they really got noticed for who they are. You know, some people were our backup singers for other groups. And it took years before they was able to branch out on their own and to be received by the public and for their name to skyrocket, for their music to skyrocket. So, again, success takes work success is not an accident if you see and i think if we could stop talking about talking bad about people who paid the price to be successful and i'm not talking about people who shortcutted people I'm talking about people who was honest who worked hard who scraped who struggled who who lost money who may have went through bankruptcy who may have done all kind of things who may have been homeless and had to work through it. Guess what? They had to pick, they had to find out. They looked on that chart. It says, you are here. And they're saying, I don't like it here. I need to go there. And they figured out and they learned what it took to get from where they were to where they wanted to be. You have to put in the work. You have to you got to have a desire. You got to have a dream. You got to have the goals. You got to be able to do the sacrifice. It's going to take sacrifice. And you've heard me talk before about the pyramid. You know, people talk about, again, pyramids. Businesses are pyramids. There's only one CEO at the top. And you're right. The CEO is at the top of the pyramid. Whatever you're trying to do, you're trying to get to the top. And if you're a startup business and whatever you're trying to do, even, again, writing a book, writing songs, playing music, you're trying to record an album, you are the CEO of your destination, of your goal. You're the CEO of your goal. Even though you may be working in somebody else's business, you're the CEO of your goal. Because your boss or employer or whatever are successful already, you're working for them. So you're trying to find your success. 
So you're the CEO of your goals, and you're at the top of that pyramid. Except when you look at the pyramid, it's upside down. You know, a normal pyramid is a triangle that's right side up. And you look at your pyramid, your triangle is upside down. Why? Because And so why is the wide part of your triangle or pyramid at the top when it should be on the bottom? Because you haven't grown to that yet. You're just starting. And when you're just starting, even though you have the hunger and the drive and the go, you don't always have the knowledge. You don't have the knowledge. You don't have you haven't really been through the ins and outs, the learning process. <clears throat> you still have to grow. And as you grow, and as you and again, you have to do the majority. Because if, again, it's just you, you have to do the work. If it's just you, it may be you, maybe you and a partner, maybe you and a couple of friends that's starting up a business. Y'all have to do 100% of the work. Because it's your vision, it's your goal. You got, no one, people can back you up and cheer you on, but you got to do the work. Anybody can sit in the stands and cheer on their team, but the team has to be on that basketball court <coughs> doing the work to win the game. Or they got to be on that football field getting those touchdowns in to win the game. So people can be your cheerleaders and push you and encourage you, but you still have to do the work. To get into that end zone, you have to do the work. You didn't accidentally get to the end zone. It has to be focus. There has to be a focus. And you don't always just run into that end zone as soon as you get the ball. There's a lot of people stopping you from getting into that end zone. They're trying to keep you from that from getting into that end zone. You got to be determined enough to get in there. And that's whatever your goal is. You have to be so determined to get your goal, even though people are going to come and discourage you. Even they're going to tell you, I don't think you should do that. Even if they're going to try to stop you. They're going to tell you, mm. but you have to be able to learn those players had, when they get, they went through high school or probably even before high school, elementary school, started learning to play football. And then they went through middle school and they're playing football and they're learning the game. And then they go to high school and they're playing and they're winning championships. And they, then they get to college and then all of a sudden, they, you know, they had to learn some more because they, they're not playing grade football anymore. They're playing in the college right now. So they have to learn some different stuff. And then if, if they make it, not everybody makes it to the pros. If they make it to the pros, guess what? They have to learn some other stuff. They had a good foundation. But now they had to grow. Now they had to learn. They had to take that foundation. Take those hits. Take those in and outs. Take what people threw at them. And they learned and they grow and they got better and they got better. You know, and again, even when they reach their professional level and the center hiked the ball to the quarterback and the quarterback passed the ball to the running back and the running back started running. He had so wide open and all of a sudden, bam, somebody nailed him. He was trying to get into that end zone and he got nailed. He got knocked down, but what did he do? He got back up, he lined back up, and he did. they did the play again. That's what you got to do if you're going to reach your goal, if you're going to be successful. Success is not an accident. Also, success leaves clues. Again, my organo business is online. Online businesses made a lot of money this year. Through Black Friday and Cyber Monday and Small Business Saturday, because a lot of people are 
are shopping online. What are you going to do to reach your goal? Are you going to are you having a pity party? <clears throat> are you going to feel sorry for yourself because this person made it and you didn't? What's stopping you? Your situation, your circumstances, trust me. <laughs> Again, I can't wait for the day that I'm able to not have to work seven days a week. I can't wait for the day that I can actually say I have a life again. But until that time, I got to keep climbing. I got to keep climbing. I got to keep reaching them goals one step at a time and going through the learning process and learning and growing and keep fighting and keep pushing. And even though I have setbacks, and believe me, I have setbacks, it's not going to stop me from reaching my goals. It's not going to stop me from reaching my dreams. And I'm saying to you, <clears throat> you have to do what it takes, what you need to do to reach your goal. You have to do what it takes because, and stop expecting it to be easy. And stop getting discouraged because it's not easy. Going through that process, it, it's, look, when you're going through hard struggles, you're dealing with that pressure of a business. You deal, It's time for you to, okay, let's, how can I work this out it, without taking a drink, without getting high, without going crazy, without losing my mind? How can I solve this problem? See, that's the growing part is problem-solving part. The growing part is learning that you it's okay if you make a mistake. Now fix it. It does not work like that. So don't do that again. Let's try it a different way. Let's do a different angle. Don't Somebody said, don't change the destination, change the route. Don't change the goal, change your tactic. Maybe this, this is not going to work in today's market. Again, have you looked? Have you seen? Again, the automation that's coming up, it's taking jobs. So more jobs are going online. Some, we had a discuss, well, we was trying to have a discussion on social media page about businesses. And of course, the network marketing thing came up. But people, again, they was upset because... They joined this business because they said they fell for the pitch. The pitch was, now listen to me, the pitch is that you could reach, you could earn X amount of dollars. You could earn up to $20,000 a week. Who wouldn't want to earn $20,000 a week? You can earn up to $20,000 a week. And that's what people hear. But then they're saying, look, you have to reach this level <clears throat> in order to reach that. There are people that are doing it, but they had to work and reach this level. Holton Bugs, when he said when he first started in network marketing for seven years, for seven years, the most he made in a month was $500 for seven years. The most he made was $500. He kept going to the programs. He kept going to the meetings. He kept learning. He was learning. He was growing. He was, he said, I was there and I was saying the words. I was saying, I'm going to be a winner. I was saying I was going to be, I'm going to be a success. I was saying everything that I was, I was hearing. I was saying it. He said, but I didn't picture me there. He says, you don't get what you want. You get what you picture. Can you see yourself reaching your goal? Or do you look at your goal and say, that ain't never going to happen for me. The words you speak out of your mouth condemns you. When you say it's never going to happen, when you say I can't do it, when you say I can't, I can't, I can't, until you say I can, 
you're never going to do it. They did the old Christmas uh, cartoon since I said since Christmas is coming up, and I even the song always stood in my mind. You know, from Santa Claus is Coming to Town with Mickey uh, Mickey Rooney played Santa Claus character, and they had the uh, Winter Warlock. Remember him? He's in the trees, and he go Mr. Warlock, and he came out. He he gave him a gave him a toy. And it, it melted his heart that somebody cared for him. But then they started singing that song. He says, this is how you get it. You put one foot in front of the other. And soon you'll be walking across the floor. Put one foot in front of the other. Soon you'll be walking. Soon you can walk out of poverty. Into your goal. Into your dreams. If you want it. But you got to start. And you see when the warlock was starting, he was, you know, he was struggling. He was, you know, he could barely walk. He could, he could move because he never tried. He said, I never tried. So they put one foot in front of him. And, you know, yeah, it's Carter. So, okay, he's, he's struggling. But, again, that's what, look, when you first start, it's going to be a struggle. The better you get at it, the more you learn it, the better it's going to be. Nobody, I mean, I don't know too many people, just got on a bicycle and was riding real good. <laughs> a lot of people fell. They had to get training wheels on mine because I couldn't, I couldn't hold up. Every time I tried to ride, I just fell over. So I had to get training wheels on mine until I could do better. When I was learning how to drive a car, I was <laughs> struggling, couldn't keep the wheels straight. Couldn't keep the car straight, weaving over over the road. I got better. Then I had to learn how to drive a stick. And every time I go to shift the gears, I would always look down at it. And when I would look down, my hand would turn the wheel. So I'm all over the road with that. Trying to work a clutch and my hand and all three at the same time. But eventually I got it. I kept practicing. I kept, you know, because I was like, I'm limited. I'm limited on even the cars that I can drive because I couldn't drive a stick. When I worked on certain companies, majority of their truck was a stick. And I had to ride the passenger side because I couldn't drive a stick. So I had to learn to drive a stick because they needed me to go certain places. Or well, sometimes they had they took the truck to the trucks to the shop and they needed somebody to go pick them up. Sure, I was great on an automatic, but I couldn't drive a stick. But I had to learn, and it was a struggle. But now I can drive it. Now they're doing away with them, but you know I learned. <laughs> I can still do it, and even um on my job, my last job working with BBH, Brooksbury and Haney, um. You know, because I was always, again, as an electrician, I always worked in buildings, houses, plants, stores, hospitals, you know, wiring buildings. I, I was, you know, I make a joke about it. You know, I could wire a building in my sleep. So it really wasn't a challenge to me. I knew how to read the blueprints. But then when I started working with BBH and was out there on the highways, we was working on the blue line and, uh, extension to light rail here in Charlotte and they put in these big huge boxes that they had to put in underground and I mean I mean these boxes you could turn into a studio apartment <laughs> they were so big some of them and they had to be we had to dig like something like 20 feet in the ground and dig them up in there and uh, latest PVC pipe, and I'm used to just 10-foot pipe, and these are 20-foot pipes, and <clears throat> biggest I ever ran was 4-inch, now we run at 6-inch, but again, we learned a system, how to do it, how to set these boxes in, and of course, you know, the guys with the experience, because when I say it, these are some heavy boxes, if you know what was underground, on these underground roads, uh, the stuff that is under, under the ground, you'd be amazed. And how we had to do with duck banks and how we had, I mean, the stuff we had to do. Yeah, it had some of the basic things, 
But again, it was uh, it was a different experience for me. It was challenging because I never worked on the on the road and on the highway and putting stuff in the ground and you know yeah I've dug ditches and duck banks on buildings before but never nothing to that magnitude i mean there were times we were running like 200 foot of pipe a day and we're talking there were like uh <clears throat> i think there was like three stacks of of four so like 12 pipes we had to run from one intersection to the other and then we had to get everything tied in and but i learned then of course um, sometimes you needed to use the equipment, unload truck. Uh, I didn't know, really know how to use a low. Um, I never had been on a skid steer, so I didn't know how to work that. Uh, and it was difficult. You know, a mini excavator, never been on. I mean, I've been on it once and I broke a couple of pipes, so I stayed off of it. But even then, I said, you know what? I want to be a participator and not just a spectator. So I wanted to grow and learn. And I learned how to operate this equipment. I learned how to operate a backhoe. All the years I've been in construction, I never knew how to operate a backhoe. And it was actually easy once I learned. <laughs> it was easy. I mean, certain things I I could do, it was a lot, it was easier once I learned, but I had to learn. I had to grow. And I'm saying whatever goal you're trying to reach, whatever thing you dream up, and someone always said, write the vision, write it down. Write down your goals. Look at your goals. Study your goals. They even say, take a picture of your goals, of the kind of house you want, the kind of car you want. Um, Take a picture of it, put it around your house, and write you a statement. Today I'm going to reach you, you know, put you on a calendar. My goals for the week. Write down your goals, and then what day you plan on reaching that goal. See, a goal, a goal without an end date is a wish. You can say, I'm going to work on. I'm going to be a success in the music business. But you don't have a date of when you plan on being that success. And what that does is it gives, you know, it tells people, oh, you got time. Time is something you can never get back. Time is something none of us will ever get back. So if you plan on reaching your goal, start working towards your goal. And again, it may take some. Maybe you're working a nine to five, or uh, and you got to come home, and then you got a family to take care of, and you got this. Uh, sometimes, in order to reach that goal, you're going to have to work some late nights. You know, do your planning. You know, so when I had to do my writing, I had to wait till after I done worked all day, all week, and come home and got my grandson and helped him with his homework and got him set up and got him <coughs> his nightly medicine. And, took his bath and fixed dinner and everything. And once he went to bed, I could start trying to unwind and then work on a poem. And I had to get up in the next morning and do stuff all over again. It's what you're going to have to do. You have to put in the work. You have to do the work. It's your vision. It's your dream. It's your goal. You're trying to reach success in your business. So you can't get mad at other people for not being able to see your vision because it's not theirs to see. It's yours to see. And don't tell everybody what you're doing because you're inviting naysayers. You're inviting negativity when you do that. People are, some people are just naturally negative. And one of the reasons why is because they can't see it for themselves. They can't see it from themselves. They can't see it for you. You have to be able to see it for you. Sometimes, look, <clears throat> you got to be the black sheep of the family. Sometimes you got to be the odd one. 
Sometimes if your family's real loud, maybe you got to be the quiet one. Or if your family's real quiet, you got to be the loud one. You have to be able to, you know, separate yourself from the crowd. I heard a preacher once said one time, eagles, if you want to be an eagle, eagles soar high above the clouds. Eagles soar by themselves. He says, it's the chickens and the turkeys that flock together. And what he's saying is, you have to rise above. See, you can't go by what everybody else is doing when you have a goal and a vision. But you have to put the work in. You have to do it. You can't sit back on your morals. You can't sit back on your woe is me perch. And cry and whine and complain. You can't be like Slep Rock from the Pebbles and Bam Bam show. And every time you see him, it's always woesy, woesy, woesy. Or Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Always down, always depressed. Oh, come on. You got to be excited about your goal. You got to be excited about when you get up. Yes, I'm going to reach this. And all of a sudden, something goes wrong. I'm about to go work in the garden. Something goes wrong. Bam, it's going to pour down rain. Okay, so you can't work today. But you can go out tomorrow. It's just temporary. Setbacks are just temporary if you allow them to be. Now, if you want them to be permanent, Again, the choice is yours. I was telling someone this morning, look, people are going to down you. They're going to downgrade you. They're going to try to destroy you, destroy your self-esteem, destroy your fight. They want to take the fight out of you. And they're going to try and bury you under so much negativity, under so much doubt, till you just give up. And then they can say, told you so. The choice, again, I will say to anybody, the choice is yours on what happens. The choice is yours. Did they bury you or did they just plant you? If they buried you, then you're dead. You're gone. You're never going to be seen again. If they planted you, it looks like you're buried because they planted you below the surface. What you're really doing is gaining strength and growing roots. So what it is, you're moving in silent. You're moving where they can't see you. See, you're, you're, you're pressing and you're growing and you're not telling all your business. And you're not telling people what you're doing. You're not telling everybody what you do. Not the deals you're making. You're not telling them about the meetings you're about to go have. You're not telling them about your ideas. Even though you're excited and you want to burst, but it's not your time to crack the surface. You're still down there growing roots. Making your connections. Writing those songs. Doing the fine tuning. Getting your business plan together. Going over it. Seeing how you can get it done. That's what it's going to take. You're taking the lumps and you're learning. You're learning in the process. You're learning how to grow. And that's when those roots start to grow because, you, again, you're making those connections. You're talking to people. You're having the meetings and you're not telling your business. So even when they look at you, uh, they see nothing. And they're not bothering you because they figure, eh, you ain't doing nothing. And then it's going to take a while. It may take some years, but one day, one day you're gonna you're gonna be ready to pop through the ground and you're gonna see that sunlight and you're gonna get some of that nurturing rain and you've got the fertilizer and your roots are feeding because they're getting that nutrient. Those roots are coming up and all of a sudden they see your success. The same people who talked about you and downed you, now they're coming looking for you, look, look to you looking for a job. Success is not an accident. It's got to be done on purpose. You got to do it. This is Elder Marion Shepherd. I hope you've enjoyed this uh, topic of Shepherd's Talk. Uh, again,
until next time, uh, you know, drop us a line. You know, please support our business. Uh, and we hope that, you know, we'll see you again next week. Have a great week and enjoy and be successful on purpose. Bye-bye.